Welcome back to the Rage Rowdy Podcast with me, Nikki T. And me, Kurt Ozon. And today we have our special guest, Miss Shelby Ray. Hello. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Just for Yay. a second. I told you we weren't going to use this, but just a little bit. What if we started every podcast with like a Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> I Wait, mean, we should like create a Rage Rowdy like okay. pledge. Uh, yeah. That sounds like indoctrination. I'm into that. Yeah, we're definitely already kind of culty, so like that would yeah. just like really set it go. in, you know? <laughs> Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. It'd be a pledge of allegiance, but it would have our sponsors in it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to Bud Light in Oracle Quarters of America. <laughs> That's so good. That's good. Uh so how have you been, Shelby? So busy, but so good. Um, Loving life. That's what it's about, right? Right. Um, how long have you been in Nashville now? A little over a year. I moved here in June of last year. Awesome. Isn't it wild when people move to Nashville and they have like, it seems like you have all your shit together, like and only been here a year. And I was just such a degenerate when I moved to Nashville. Thank you so much. I was going to say, I feel like I am. I don't know. I've been, I've been doing it for a while and I feel like I was just absolutely buck wild and crazy when I was younger and shouldn't have been doing things I was doing. Well, yeah, that's everyone. And now I just am allowed to do them. Right. Like it's legal for yeah. me to be it's doing the things I'm doing. Now. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> it's all a write off. All right. So how old are you? 22. Nick, what were you doing when you were 22? I worked at a call center for Verizon Wireless. I just <laughs> got out of school. I was delivering sushi on my bicycle. I, I was love de- it. I was a delivery boy. That's how I got these fucking quads. Bam. <laughs> yeah. See that? I love um, it. Yeah. So you definitely have it more figured out than we did at that age. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And like me, I'm still a full-time degenerate, but Kurt is like, actually has a cool day job, you know? Yeah. But I didn't like get a cool one until I was like 30. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Lots of time for you everything. You know what? Listen. Progress is not linear, okay? Run your own race, everybody. That's right. I remember Gary Vee being like, it's never too late to start a business. And I was like, cool, because I'm already old. But Is that go. Gary LaVox? <laughs> no. Who's Gary Vee? Vaynerchuk. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the first time I heard you here in town. It wasn't at one of our rounds. We saw you at Live Oak, but it wasn't our rounds. I don't know where it was. Okay. So maybe it was Mark's round or I'm not sure. I don't know. I was playing a lot of rounds when I first came to town. Yeah. For sure. I saw you play. You know what? Was it? Are you sure? Was it Live Oak? Maybe Doghouse? I'm wondering if it was Tin Roof. The nights start to With blend together sometimes. They do. Especially on Demobrian. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. There's yeah, a lot yeah. that happens there. Yeah. It's all all kinds of details that we don't need to get into on That's that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a children's show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not, but maybe. You know. Uh, you know. <laughs> we were at Live Oak this week and... Um, we did a daytime event and it was like, there was kids and stuff in the audience. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be a nice, good boy. And make sure to not curse. And yeah, you know. a couple of beers later, you're like, live Oak, how the fuck we doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my thing is we were, I was out this weekend on a bachelorette trip and I just saw all these kids in these bars and I'm like, what are you doing? Do not bring them down there. No. They're not having fun. Yeah. I mean, like on Broadway, I kind of get it during the day. You get to show them at like noon or one, right. you know, like this is what mommy and daddy do when you guys go to bed. Right. All right, go take your NyQuil now so mommy and daddy can, <laughs> can go, go out. out. <laughs> I have a funny story about uh, being around kids in a bar. Um, we had a day off in Missouri and this was back when I was playing with Luke and we were on one bus. So 2017, 2018-ish maybe, a long time ago. And we pulled the bus off to this bar in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, because our tour manager, that's like his hometown. 
And the bar is called the OT, which means only tavern. And it's the only tavern in the town. And the <laughs> town is so small. And so we get off the bus and it's like, we were like freaking rock stars. You know what I mean? Imagine you if you're at just some like shitty dive bar in the middle of nowhere and a tour bus shows up and all these like musicians pop off. It was, it was such a fun night and I get off and I order a beer and it's just like the diviest, you know, the pool table and it looks like in here kind of. Could you smoke in there? Probably. I don't remember because I got real drunk that night. But <laughs> we, um, I was in there drinking beer and I was talking to this bar patron and I'm like, there's no way this kid's 21. No, there's not a chance. There's not a snowball chance to hell this kid's 21. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck with this kid. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, so I'm with the, you know, ABC liquor board. I'm going to need to see your ID. And he's like, just you could tell he's freaking out. I'm like, he's buying this. I'm drinking. I'm like drunk. I just did a, you know, a Jameson shot like five seconds ago. And I'm like how old are you? He's like, it doesn't matter. My dad said I can be in here. And the kid was like 17, 16, 17 years old in the bar. That's how old Shelby was that year. (laughs) What year did you say it was? 2017, 18. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I was probably in a bar drinking somewhere. (laughs) Shout out to that kid, wherever you are now. OT. Shout out only tavern. I hope the kid sees it. He's going to be like, where are they now? Yeah. What a great gentleman. I'm sure he is now. Yeah. I love townie bars. So much fun. Oh, the the best. best. Absolutely. That's why I love the nail here. Like, oh, it's, it's the epitome. Yeah. 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 It's just the vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, tell us about your musical journey. So when did you start singing? Like, how old were you? I mean, I was really, really young, like yeah. three, four, five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started, we were riding down the road. My mom and dad were in the front seat. I was in the back seat of the truck and Martina McBride's Broken Wing came on and I'm like singing along and my mom's like, she's actually kind of like singing right now. Like, she kind of just was like, what's happening? And so <clears throat> I started doing talent shows and I started winning all of them. And then <laughs> I started singing karaoke a lot. And it was just, all these people were clapping for me. And I was like 10 years old getting tips at karaoke to be singing <laughs> these songs. And I was like, I kind of like this. This is pretty cool. Um, and then hit. I yeah. know I was like, wait a minute, this is cool. <laughs> I like this. What's happening? <laughs> um, and so I saw my first live band show when I was like, 11 mm-hmm. and I looked at my mom and I said, I want to do this for the rest of my life. She said, okay. I went and bought, we went and bought a guitar and started oh, guitar man. lessons. I played my first live show um, at Schooners in Irma, South Carolina. Shout out to Schooners. That's a crazy place. <laughs> um, when I was 12 mm-hmm. and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I got to play at CCMF in Myrtle Beach when I was 15. Um, it was super, super cool. Um, I've been able to open for like Carly Pierce, Kane Brown, a bunch of artists that, you know, I looked up to. Um, and it was really cool to be able to be in that moment. Um, and then I made my first trip to Nashville when I was 15 and was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. This I want to I wanna move here. Um, rewind a little bit. I started writing songs probably when I was like 12 or 13. They were crazy weird songs, but, you know, it was the the start of it. And I was like, this is, I like this, you know? And I just kept doing it and working on, figuring out how to get where I am now and keep going in that direction. So then I moved to Nashville last year and it's been, it's been a wild ride and so much has happened in the last five years of my life that is just really made me who I am now. And it's really helped me craft my artist artistry, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been great though. It's been, it's been awesome. Music has been, 
everything I wanted to do since I was little. I mean, I literally was made for this and I'm sure of it. Shout out to your mom for just throwing gas on the fire. She was the shit. Like my biggest supporter, my number one fan. I mean, literally all the time. Like if you met her, she was, oh, have you met my daughter, Shelby Ray? She's a singer. You guys should listen to her. You got, she's got a show next week at this place. I'm, That's how my mom is. <laughs> I mean, she was always very like, always supportive since yeah. day one. My mom's like at the nail salon. She's like, well, my son plays for Luke Combs. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Kurt's mom's so funny. She's the best. Um, she'll like DM me and like talk to me about like, like if she sees something interesting in my story and. It was just her birthday the other day, oh, and I texted her, I and she that. was like, I can't wait to party with you. Oh, I love <laughs> like, it. Let's go. Yeah. Moms are the best. They are. No doubt. Yeah. My mom's no great, doubt. too. She's just, she, uh, my mom's 79, so she's just getting, you know, her, she's calmed down a lot over the years. <laughs> when my mom was in her 30s, 40s, she had me in her 30s. So in her 40s and like 50s, she was pretty, uh, she's half Italian and half Greek. Oh, so yes. You can assume how that goes, right? That's amazing. Probably the loudest voice of anyone I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I love it. She would just straight up scream out the window for us like while we were in the neighborhood playing yes. and we would hear it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I got my loudness from. Yeah. And Shout out to all the supportive moms. Love yeah, that. we, we love, love that. And dads. And so you moved to Nashville. Did you know some folks when you moved here? So my godparents actually live here. I don't know if you guys know Jay Edwards. Yeah. Um, yes. So he's my godfather. And really? He, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, I love Jay. He's a <laughs> singing too. son of a gun yeah, too. He's the best. He's actually the band that I saw for the first time when I was really young. He saw, he saw me singing karaoke in a small hole in the wall bar in our hometown. And he approached my mom and was like, is this your daughter? Like she actually has some potential. Like we need to figure this out. And at the time he was coming back and forth to Nashville. And so for my birthday, he, for my 15th birthday, he said, why don't y'all come to Nashville for a week and just let her see everything. And he has been, oh my gosh, the best mentor ever. Awesome. And God, and he was, when my mom passed away, they both really just took me under their wing and continued to help me do everything that I was doing. Cause my mom did everything. She was my manager. She was my momager, you know? And yeah. so <clears throat> it was tough for sure. But Jay and Diana have been, my saving grace because his wife and my mom were like soul sisters immediately when they met. So, yep. But, um, I used to play with him at the blue bar back in the day. I'm so mad I never got to go because by the time they closed, I still wasn't 21. Yeah. And so they tell me stories from there all the time though. Yeah. It used to be the spot, the, um, sing for your supper or whatever. Like you would go and play and they give you a barbecue sandwich. And see, I don't (laughs) think, I don't think venues realize like, how much comping food oh, yeah. helps an artist. Like I'll play for food any day. One thing about me. That's, well, that's like when we're in Key West, uh, like Island Dogs is where we host. Yeah. And um, so uh, Tebow was like, yeah, dude, like we have, here's a bar tab for everyone. Like tell them to get food. I know these people yeah, are eating. Hungry. Yeah. You know? like, we're hammered and we're hungry. Yeah. Okay. They're 10 beers deep and having eight lunch or dinner. You know? Or probably breakfast. Yeah. Honestly. I wish I was 10 beers deep without any food in Key West right now. Oh, gosh, <laughs> Literally. It is the best. Mm-hmm. I'm like, every time I go there, I spend so much money and I'm like, this is a terrible idea. We probably shouldn't go back. And then I'm like, all right, let's go back. Let's go yeah. anyways. <laughs> we can make more money. You can't, you can't, you can't get time back. No. I always say that everybody's like you just go and do all the time i'm like uh yeah because i'm living my best life yep, you yeah. know yep. got to 
That's honestly the best way to do it. And it's so funny too. Like my mom, like we talked about moms a lot on this, but my mom is like, I love that you live in the city when I lived in the city in Pittsburgh. She's like, cause I lived in the city and I always dreamed of living the city. She's like, and then like I moved and she's like, I love that you're living your dream. She misses me a lot. And she tells me a lot that she misses me (laughs) like a lot. And I'm like, mom, come on. (laughs) But it's super cool to have her just be so supportive of like me doing this thing. She was worried when I didn't have another job. Job, right. You know, and I'm like, mom, I promise you it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Because it's always you know, been fine. My thing is, after losing my mom, it, that was a very big shock for me. It was very unexpected, you know, and I just, it really altered the way that I looked at life. Mm-hmm. You know, for so long, I was just so worried about what was going on and what was happening next. And now I'm just like, tomorrow's not promised. I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. Because, I mean, what's going to happen is going to happen whether you stress about it or don't. So there's no yeah. point in stressing over mm-hmm. it. In know? my head, it's like, don't be reckless, right? Like, that's not the move. Well, it's don't right? be careless. Be yes. carefree. Right. Yes. I exactly. tell people that all the time. That's perfect. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Careless, not carefree. That's another that's tattoo. Right. Carefree, yeah. not careless. Care- oh, yeah. I said it exactly Care- backwards. Yeah. Honestly, do either. Live your life. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? YOLO. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, don't do drugs. No. Oh, I mean, unless you want to. J- just the good kind, not yeah, the bad kind. Just yeah. pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's like, the older you get and the more you f- see things happen in your life, you realize that you only have control over the things you have control over. And at some point you have to just be like, okay, this is it. This is yeah. how it's going. And I can steer the ship as much as I can, but there's certain things that are just going to happen. And I remember like when I moved to town, Charlie was like, man, everything's going great. I'm like, just give it a couple months, dude. Oh yeah. You know? This is just calm before the storm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's always ups and downs, right? Yeah, and that's always. life. If, if everything was easy and it all worked exactly how you thought it would work, then you wouldn't appreciate it as much. I don't feel like you'd grow either. Yes, you would. You know, with growth, there's pain and it just yes. is what it is. Yep. And um, you found a good crew here in Nashville. I love my people. You yeah. guys are my people. I well, love it. <laughs> yes, well, we're happy to be your people. But um, your your writing troupe and your crew that you have, um, I mean, we're big fans of. I remember when I moved to town, Matt was like, this little crew, like this is like the next little yes. thing, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. And then it's just kept growing because your guys' crew is very accepting of new people. You know, if you're a good hang and you're positive vibe and you're talented, like they're like, yeah, come on in. Let's like hang out. It's funny too, because like, usually it's like every year there's a new crew, but this crew kind of has been like a two and a half year crew. You know what I mean? Where they're like still letting people come in because they're just like, yeah, we're friendly. We're fun. Everybody's having a good time. Let's do it. They're literally the friendliest people I've met. So when I came to town, I was kind of worried because I was like oh gosh like I got nobody talks about how hard it is to make friends as an adult no yeah I'm like this is okay all right cool and also everybody has their lives that they're living you know and and when I met you know you guys and the and the crew it was just like immediately family and I thought to myself I was like oh okay these are my forever friends (laughs) that just is what it is this is a forever friendship Man, it's it's great to find that too. And it's it's funny too, because like when I moved here, me and Kurt were like internet buddies and we'd like hang out when I'd come to town or something. But when I came here, it was like, oh, okay, we're not just internet buds, you know? Period. <laughs> yeah. And, it, <laughs> and honestly, for me, it was like timing. It's like during COVID, I was working a day job, but I was like off at 2.30 every day or 3.30. And I like Kurt was, of course, not touring. So I'd just go smoke cigars on the porch with Kurt and we'd just BS, yeah. talk about music, talk about life, whatever. And we'd just sit six feet apart, you know, <laughs> and smoke cigars it. and hang out. But 
this town more than any other. And I think it's because of the songwriting community and the, the, the thing that that fosters is so inviting and so warm. There's right. bad people, right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. There's always going to be bad people everywhere you're at. And there's always someone trying to use people. But like here specifically with people that are at the same spots as you, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, let's just do this together. And they support you too. You know, like yes. that's what's super cool is how supportive everyone in our group is. Yeah. Like everybody looks out for each other. Everybody's sharing each other's things. It's just yep. really cool. It's great. And it's this town, I think, I feel like for me at least, it's more like that than anywhere else I've ever been. Absolutely. So who are the people that are in this troupe as Nick called it, which I thought was funny. It's like a comedy troupe. But so somewhere. many. Yeah. <laughs> Is it too many to name? I don't I mean, think so. There's a ton. Go yeah. ahead, Chubb. <laughs> I mean, like my closest people are like Callie Prince, Max King, Kenny mm-hmm. Whitmire, Christian Yancey, like Maddie Lenhart, that whole group. Mm-hmm. You know, I just... They're my people. Like, Callie Prince is my best friend, yeah, straight up. I love Callie Love too. her. Love her to death. I love that her, like, stuff's starting to, like, take I know. off a little too. Oh, my too. gosh. It's, it's, I told, listen, she's Callie fucking Prince, and I'm Shelly motherfucking Ray, and Nashville better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. We t- I literally sent her a TikTok the other day, and it said, call us jumper cables because we'd be starting shit. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, that's us. Oh, I love it. Um, it's it's so great too because like especially when sometimes when people are here for a while they get like a little jaded if stuff hasn't like worked fast enough or right. you know what I mean it, the vibes of when people get here and are like pushing and they're all pushing together are just so amazing I love super it. inspiring yes yes super inspiring um, one of my absolute favorite things is that it's just like this town can put you on a pedestal and it can and it can take you to places that a lot of other places can't and there's there's passion in that and you have to have the passion for it to be able to get there right yeah, like absolutely. talents of course you need talent you need good songs but it's more than that it's the drive to want to go the extra mile it's dude i remember talking to laney wilson on the pod and she was like yeah i've been doing tiktoks like eight hours a day for the last like couple months <laughs> you know and she's like it's rough like that that's not what I signed up to do I didn't think literally I had this conversation with Trevor the other day that or a couple months ago I was like I hate making TikToks he was like I know he's like yeah and I I know it's part of it but it's at the same time I'm just like like I was made to make music I wasn't made to do videos on TikTok but it's just where we are in the world yeah you can't get around it that's exactly it me and Kurt, Kurt we were talking and we had a meme blow up on our butt rock account and the rowdy alternative account and it's elvis uh or sam our writer sam made it he runs the rowdy alternative account and uh it's elvis and it's we just put limp biscuit over it and it's <laughs> i don't know like 2.3 million views right now yeah and but then like the clips of us discussing like the most intimate inspiring parts of like a songwriter's life are like five thousand or whatever <laughs> yeah you know? oh literally and i was like that's just how it goes sometimes yeah. with the internet now you know it's crazy that's Maybe we should just put a Limp Biscuit track over this whole podcast. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. You know. <laughs> but uh and speaking of the crew, like uh Christian Yancey is like one of the kids that like we like I first like of that crew, like yeah. was like, yeah, Christian. And he it's because he's smart. So one of the things with Christian is like I watched him interact with people and I was like, why aren't you hitting on that girl? And he's like, well, she works somewhere I shouldn't be hitting on her. And I was like, oh, this kid's smart. actually smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. I was like, when I was your age, I would have been doing really dumb stuff. <laughs> you know? Right. So nice. it's that's the thing too, is you'll see people that are smarter than their age at certain times too. And having people are, that are like that 
makes you think when you do stuff too. You're like, oh, okay, I need to be thinking about the stuff that I'm yeah. doing. And not always, but sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, this might not be the best right. idea to do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, not careless, but carefree sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's great to see like another crew and they call it like the graduating classes here, right? Right. Yeah. It's like the sophomore class, the freshman class, right? Like it's right. kind of how they like say it in Nashville. But with now, with the TikTok and the accessibility to fans, there is no graduating class. It could happen at any time. Yeah. You know, it just one song could hit and then that gets eyes on it. Like, like you had with Parachute. I did not. Ex- okay. So I was just hanging out with friends. I had gone back home for a week just to like reset and take a break. And the, I didn't have any shows back home. I was just, instead of being Shelby Ray every day, I was just Shelby for mm-hmm. a week. And it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I was just, they were like, will you, will you get your guitar out and play some songs? I was like, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, we're just hanging out. Sure. Mm-hmm. And somebody happened to get a video of it and she sent it to me and I was like, you know, I'm just going to post it. And then 30 minutes later, I went to go look at it and it had so many views. I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh my God, this is, it's happening right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it, by the, I mean, it's insane. It's got like 1.2 million views now. Wow. I'm just like, what even? I'm in my pajamas with no makeup on and my hair's wet from my shower. Sitting it's on the couch, real. chilling. Yeah, it's that, real though. That's, I was about to say, it's real and I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of gives you an idea of what that is, right? Like it's like, it's so crazy to think about. It's just authentic is what's in style right now. Well, that's that's my probably my favorite thing about that, about what's going on right now because that's just, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be who I am and if you don't like it, well, there's the door and fuck off because I'm not going to, I'm not going to conform to whatever you want me to be. I'm going to be me. And that just is what it is. Yep. And that's never going to change. Yep. And so I remember coming to town. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, like everybody has blonde hair and your hair's black. I'm like, are you telling me I should dye my hair? Because <laughs> I don't know why you're telling me that. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'm not, you know, it's just not me. It's not, you know, it's there's, it works for other people. It's their thing, you know, but it's just, it's not me. So the raw and the real and the just even being like the vulnerable side and just being honest, I just don't want to ever seem untouchable to my fans and the people that listen. And that's super, super important to me. So the fact that that was the video that went nuts is, is it means a lot to me, I guess, in a way that it's not the videos that are like the perfect quality or the ones that are from shows or, you know, stuff like that. It's just me. Yeah. So that's cool. Raw and authentic is like, that's what like torn down, raw, authentic, like being you. That's the stuff that like is really getting eyes on it right now, which is cool. It's cool to see that in the ne- in the uh, you know the the network of Nashville, yeah, I love and it. country music in general. It's I think that TikTok has really opened that up more because like where Instagram was like, oh, if you post more than one time a day for a while, it was like if you post more than one time a day, you're destroying yourself. Yeah, and now it's like post four times in a day. Yeah, but then you can get more real stuff. You can get silly stuff. Yeah. You can get fun stuff. You can show your personality off, you know? Right. Um, it's It lets someone into your world a little, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the good part of it. The bad part of it is you have to fucking post four times a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I think but, people just want to feel included. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of your journey. Yes. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, like, that's like, we with like Riley Green, I was like, I I liked Riley before everybody liked Riley. It's not like that though. I'm happy that he's growing and yeah. I'm happy that he's having that, you know? But Absolutely. it was cool to be there and be like, yeah, this guy's probably going to make it big. And yeah. sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But like, you kind of like invest yourself. And I remember talking to uh, the program director in Pittsburgh and he was like, country music fans 
are fans of the artist. Yeah. So like you'll hear them if this as long as the song's not terrible, they're like, yes, this is good. It's my guy. I don't know. Sometimes the song's terrible, and they're like, I love it. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, all right. You whatever. like what you like. Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if you were talking about the songs that you've released, so I, I mean. I think they're personality songs. Like, call me crazy. You're like, yo. Like, yeah, it is what it is, you yeah. know? It's like, you can call me crazy if you want. This is me. Yeah. You know? And Absolutely. Then, uh, you know, next song that you're dropping. I know. Betty Crocker. So, for the longest time, so I wrote it with um, Jadis and Michael Funk, and mm. we, I came in that day, and I was like, I just want to write, like, a badass song. Like, everybody thinks I'm so sweet and innocent. That's just not the case. Like, if you want me to be this kind of bitch, like, it's not going to be me. Mm. So, it started being called Won't Be Me. And then the first line of the chorus is, I ain't no Betty Crocker bitch, you can cook your own biscuits. And everybody started calling it the Betty Crocker bitch song. And I was like, okay, that's the title of the song, Betty Crocker. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you thought you were going to make me this person. You were going to water me down and make me little and be your little housewife and bake cookies while you're at work. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Ain't <laughs> going to be me. Ain't Won't be me. Yeah. I think that's, again, I think that's showing off like who you are and- who you're telling people, hey, if you're looking for something other than this, this ain't it. Exactly. You know? That's exactly right. Because, you know, again, it just goes back to this is who I am. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, oh, well. Yeah. On to the next. Well, yeah. You know? And that's the great part about music is if you don't like it, there's lots of other exactly. music you can listen to. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> um, yep. I remember uh, when we were, we got to hang out. Of, God, I guess it was a couple months ago now. Uh, and we got to see you play at Roadside out here, like just a little oh, gig. Oh, yeah. And uh, just watching people when they hear you do your runs, <laughs> at a, specifically at like a bar like that, where yeah. like you're not always expecting the talent to be the top talent, <laughs> you know, like, at Roadside, right? Right. But when someone heard you like hit your runs, they're like, and everybody turned their head. And that's what I remember like talking to Kurt about you. And I was like, when Shelby plays the songs that she knows take the room, she takes the room every Thank time, you. you know? And there's not a lot of people that can do that with their voice. But I appreciate you can. it. It's, it's, you know exactly what song, if the crowd's being loud, you're like, all right, let's bust this one out. <laughs> I'm going to take this whole room back, you know? And yeah. then the eyes come back to you. Um, that's one of my favorite things about Live Oak is like, sometimes it can be noisy if it's a big night, right? But if it's the right song. Oh, absolutely. You take that room. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We entertain. You know, it's supposed to be a moment that people go, what the hell was that? Mm -hmm. And turn around and they're like eating their dinner. And and I remember one time, I don't remember where I was playing. I don't remember who it was, but I know that somebody walked up to me and they were like, I was eating my chicken finger and I almost spit it out. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. I think <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but all right. Thank you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like in a good way. I know. Yeah. Like you almost spit it at me yeah. or like you almost spit it out because you were appalled. I don't know which one it is. Either's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but. Um, I remember first time I saw Ashley McBride and I watched her just control the crowd. Right. I love her. She's Same. one of like my biggest inspirations. I've, I watched her before I saw her at, um, the Jonas Brothers Family's Restaurant in Belmont, North Carolina, called Nellie's. And it was um, right before a little dive bar in Lanaga was on the highway. And it was just a really cool moment. It was, I was just absolutely captivated the whole yeah. time. She has that thing where she can put the whole crowd in the palm of her hands. Yeah. And she can raise it up. Yep. And she can raise it down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she can take it down. And she can put it somewhere in the middle. And she can, you know, bring you to that moment that she has in her songs. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it takes a special... 
entertainer. It takes a special, it has some of its vocal too, you know, because there's certain people Absolutely. that like their voice can't do that, you know? Right. <laughs> but it's uh, it's one of those things where like when you see that, like Kendall Inskeep has that. She can take a song yep. and she can just make the room entirely pay attention to who yep. she is and what she's doing. And you have that same thing. Thank you. And I don't think, I think you can get better at that, but I don't know if you can like teach it, teach it. Like I think you kind of just have to like do it enough to where you're like, Oh, that worked. Yeah. Right. That worked. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Remember let's that. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know Jadis before you moved to town or just when you got here? Um, so I met him when I first moved to town. He mm. was actually one of the first people that really, really supported me. Um, I played in a couple listening room shows with him. Mm. Um, he got me on in there when I was like 15 and it was immediately like, he was so supportive and he was just a great friend and we became friends really, really quick. And, but it's so crazy. There's some people here that I met that are from South Carolina that I had no idea, like I didn't ever, ever know them until yeah. I moved to town. I'm like, what do you mean you're from a town over? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. We went to the same high school. What are you talking about? You know, it's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. Nashville gets smaller the more yeah. you're here. Yeah. It absolutely. really does. Yep. It's one of those things where, uh, I mean, everyone that's doing it is doing it, but you kind of have your blinders on, right? Yeah. But when you're in town and you all are at the same bars and you're all playing the same events or, yep. you know, the same circuit of events, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And then you right. get to actually have conversations <laughs> with people. So like, yeah. like Randall Fowler's from South Carolina. Right. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of people that are from areas that you're from, you know, yeah. even here, like me, I'm like, I'm from Pittsburgh and like Max King's from Pittsburgh and like there's, a bunch of other people. Uh, the guy that just produced Brian Fraser's song was from my area as well. It's like, it's it's super small world here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. And that's part of the cool thing about being in Nashville is like kind of getting to know everyone and like rubbing elbows with all these different folks too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things where in Nashville, you can find it, right? It's hard to find in your hometown sometimes especially like co-writers and oh, things yeah. like that. It's like, everyone's kind of like against each other or like, it's if they get so this gig, I'm not going to get this gig. But then when you get here, it's like, that's not how it is here. Or you it's know? like, Oh, I played here. So she's going to play there now. And I'm yeah. like, well, you want to hop up with me? Right. Yeah. Why don't you just, why don't we play together? Yeah, that's exactly it. Why is it a, I played here. So now you have to play there. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it's not, it's not exactly it. Right. It's not a competition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're all in this together. Okay. High school musical, yep. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nashville um, musical. Yeah. The Nashville musical. Man, that would actually be a great musical. That would be great. I would, I would definitely mm. attend. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kurt. Put that in the ideas. I was going to say, I'll idea. be a part of it. I'd love it. <laughs> Even though we're not high. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's super cool to like watch you grow. And then I remember like me and Matt talking about you right when we first saw you. And we were like, looked at each other. And I was like, oh, and then he had you play. And then I had you play like pretty shortly after. Yeah. And we were like, yep. Oh, like, this I love thing's it. special. Thank well, you. It's, it doesn't always happen. You know, like sometimes you'll see someone and you're like, yeah, they're good. And then they'll get better. When you got here, I was like, oh, this is good already. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Well, and, and you are getting better too. But it was like, when you got here, it was like powerful already. Thank you. And you have a distinct look, which I think is great. That's cool. one of the things that I think like makes it work is you have the thing where you can do something that other people can't do. Sing better than other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of them, but you know, but there's like t plenty of different factors that factor into it. But right. when you have a vocal that everyone else is like mouth open when you're doing it, it's like, that's kind of a cheat code. You know? <laughs> yeah, literally. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, and then just how embraced you've been by the, the community and the crew. Yeah. And then um, just how, 
thankful you are and good to people. I love seeing that too. Because I appreciate that. There's a lot of people early on, later on that aren't good to people and you are. You know, I see you, you be good to people all the time. And everyone that's around you says the same thing. That's so sweet. Thank yeah. you. I'm getting the warm fuzzies in <laughs> I here, know. Nick. I'm yeah. like, mm. Well, it's the thing that Nashville is is a community. And like we're raised rowdy as love to be a little part of that. But it's so great to see people that we believe in starting to have like great success, you know? Yeah. And it's just getting started for you, Shelb. I think so. I'm I'm really excited to see. I feel like so much has happened in the last six months. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what happens in the next six months. Yeah. Like, I think it's about to, I don't know, I just feel it. In well, my bones. Catch, us, catch us up on what's happened in the last six months. So, I just feel like a, a lot of it is I've grown so much as a songwriter. I went through a, a lot of really shitty stuff, like, throughout the first of the year and kind of into the months recently. Um, and then about... Four or five months ago, I just kind of broke free of that. And it was very, the situation I was in was extremely toxic. And I just feel like I now am flourishing and I get to be me, fully me. And I'm not worried about what other people are doing or, you know, in a sense of, again, like feeling watered down or feeling like I can't fully be myself or, you know, be outgoing or I'm too loud or I'm I'm just over that, you know? And so breaking free of that was very, it really opened my eyes to kind of allow me to fully bloom in a way. And I feel like I'm going to bloom even more. I mean, I'm only 22. Like I have so much life. And so the feeling that I have now, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Also my music, I feel like my songwriting has grown so much. I feel like I'm starting to find my sound a little bit, which is really cool. Um, I'm, I'm starting to write songs that you know, when I wrote these previous songs, say six months ago, and I listen to them now, I'm like, I thought those were really good. And now I think these are really good. So what am I going to think in another six months? Right. Yeah. I'm be like, oh shit, these are, re- <laughs> these are really good. Um, and it's just really cool to see myself grow in all aspects of life. Um, and then the TikTok blowing up and getting it, being able to put out some more music. We just yeah. recorded two songs. Yep. We've got one coming out soon. And it's just... I don't know, all the things, I'm living in the days that I used to dream of as a little girl. Love that. And it's just very, like I've had some meetings with a couple of people and people have been reaching out to me and it's just very surreal almost. Like I knew that I was made for this and I knew that I was gonna do this for the rest of my life, but it's happening. Like all the little things, the stars are starting to align and it just, it makes me emotional in a way because again, I feel like, I've been I've been through a lot of stuff in my life, way more than a 22-year-old should have been through at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like little me is just so proud of everything that I've been through and still doing what I'm doing. And it's just very, I don't know, it's just a really cool moment. And like I said, it's just surreal. And I feel like I'm living in the days I used to dream about as a little girl. Yeah. And it's just, I can't, it's so exciting. And I'm very... It's it's a lot of emotions. It's exciting. It's bittersweet. It's scary. It's nerve wracking. You know, it's all the things. But knowing where I am now from where I was gets me really excited to see where I'm going to go. Yeah. So, when someone sees a Shelby Ray show, what do you want them to leave a feeling or seeing? Or that they're sad. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. the feeling when you leave a concert and you're like depressed that it's over. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yep. Because I know what it feels like to stand in a huge crowd of people and feel like I'm the only person in that arena with that artist and 
I mean, I cry at concerts because I just feel music so much and I just want to be able to provide that feeling for other people. Mm-hmm. Like music has saved me so many times in my life and I know so many people can relate to that. And just that feeling of, oh my gosh, like they're saying exactly what I'm going through. Like she gets it, you know? I feel like that's very important. But feeling like, God, I don't want it to be over. Like this is the best time of my life. This, this is like a out of body experience. Like I want to provide that for other yeah. people, you know? Makes That's sense. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. What shows have you cried at? Can you tell us some? Um, I cried at the Luke Combs show at the at Nissan Stadium. No. Yeah, I did. Uh, because were that bad or what? <laughs> <laughs> ah, gosh, I remember what song it was, but there was just a moment where everybody was singing along, and I just was like, "I want this so bad. Like, I want to stand on a stage in a sold out." stadium scream the words to my songs um i've definitely cried at cody johnson i've cried at ashley mcbride same <laughs> it's so just same so, yeah. oh my gosh she sang and, sparrow and oh. it was like the second night when we played madison square garden and i was just like i had been on the road for too long and i was like hungover, and i was like huh. missing home and yeah. my family and i was just like she's like sparrow i'm like <laughs> <laughs> I was taking pictures to have my camera in my hand. I'm just like, click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah. Her song, um, Stone, gets me every time. And Girl Going Nowhere really, really tears me up. So yeah. I cry like a baby. Um, and then I remember um, when I saw, I saw Miranda Lambert and my mom had passed away prior to the concert. And she, I was not expecting her like I forgot about some of her older songs. And she sang Over You and The House That Built Me. And I was mm-hmm. just like, Ripped. <laughs> yeah. And people are like looking at me and I was like, mind your business, honestly. <laughs> you know, so what's it's really wild. Sorry to interrupt you, Nick, you but when, even though I'm leaving was a single and right when it came out, it was like, you know, I'm used to seeing like girls like cry when we play sometimes, you know, like with the love songs and yeah. beautiful, crazy and stuff. But to, to watch like grown men cry in the front row to even though I'm leaving was, yeah, it was such a trip. And it was just like, I've, I have a, I've cried on stage a few times, like, probably like three times, I think, off the top of my head. But one of them was we were playing, even though I'm leaving, and Luke's manager just lost his dad. And so Luke dedicated the song to him, and I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm like, and I play the intro, you know, and everything. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And I look over at Cappy, and he's crying. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'm crying. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, sometimes you just can't help it. I'm like, a lot of times people are like, you just cry so much. I'm like, I just feel hard. I can't help it. Yeah. Like, I feel so strongly about everything and anything. And so, I don't know. Yeah, I cry at a lot of things, but I always cry at concerts. Like there's probably every concert I've been to, I've at least cried one time. Yeah. For sure. That's, I think that's one of the powers of music is, you know, the chills that run up the back of your neck yeah. when you hear something, the tears that well up in your eyes. There's so many emotions that you can experience at a live show. And I think that's what makes it so special. But I think it's also the artist though. Cause Absolutely. there's been concerts that I've been to that I'm just like, hmm, I mean, it was okay. Yep. But like when the artist feels everything, like, and Luke is that way, Ashley is that way, and co- the top three, Luke, Ashley, and Cody, those are the, I cry every single time I see them in Cody's concert. So good. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen them. I mean, I've seen Kojo like six times. Yeah. I cry every time. Can't I remember Ashley singing Bible in a 44 for oh the first time I heard it, and I would just lost it. Yeah. And, and that's not my story by any means, right? But. You just feel Everyone it. can relate to Right. It. You know, there's something in a song like that that you're just like, yep. There have even been songs that I can't relate to whatsoever and I'll be crying because yeah. you can just feel 
the hurt and the pain or whatever emotion they're feeling so strongly from that artist. And I think that's what music's all about. And I think that's why we don't like the whole TikTok social media thing because it's not that anymore. But like you said, it's kind of coming back around that it is the raw and the vulnerable and the real. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. Yeah. I think it's good. I remember as a kid, the first song that made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and it was Conway Twitty. Let me tell you a secret about a father's love. And I was just like, I don't know why I was, and I knew it was a meaningful song, but I didn't like really get it. And then I was like, whoa, what just happened? Like the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I'm like, what's going on? And then ever since then, it was like songs could hit me like that. Mine was I Believe by Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. And that still does it. It still does it. It still makes me cry. So good. Um, So one of our first writers rounds we did was the Raise Loudy and Craig Wiseman was playing it. And he played that song. Oh my gosh. And I was just, I was gone. Yeah, I would have lost it. Yeah, it was so powerful. And man, just the Kane Brown version of that. He crushed it, man. He, he sounds so good on it. That reboot album is <laughs> fire. Yeah. It's funny, like, because we, when we were in Australia, we had Kojo with us. And so we had a local opener, Lane Pittman, and he played Play Something Country. And then Kojo did his reboot. And then we did our reboot. We didn't do it every oh. night. We only did it, I think, once out of all the shows. So there was three acts. We each played a Brooks and Dunn song. That's great. I love it. Which is great. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. That's great. Tells you how much they mean to so many people. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's legendary. Yeah. Legendary acts. And again, you see a Brooks and Dunn show and you're, you're freaking stoked. It's just an hour and a half of hits. Yeah. Literally. They have so many <laughs> It's hits. like, I forgot about this song. Yeah. I go yeah. to concerts sometimes. I'm like, I love this song. Blake Shelton. I forgot about yeah. it. <laughs> I remember I saw Blake Shelton and I was like, oh yeah, I like Blake. I'll go see him. And then I saw him and I'm like, oh, I forgot about all of these songs. So that yeah. happened. We saw um, Joe Nichols at mm-hmm. CCMF and I was like, oh, I forgot about all these. These are so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, love Billy Currington has songs like yes. that. You're like, oh, that was Billy Currington? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's a, uh, CCMF was Luke's first show mm-hmm. back. So Kurt played After, it. Um, what year was that? Coronavirus. 21 or whatever. Yeah. And I, think, I went to it. I was going to say, awesome. I think we may have been at that show. Either I was at that show or was playing at Tin Roof Down the Road. Oh, nice. One of the two. We, I don't were, <laughs> we were there, me and my friend Megan, because it wasn't CMA Fest that year. So that's normally CMA Fest right. week. So like, I can't go to Carolina Country Music Fest. Maybe, hey, Carolina Country Music Fest, if you guys hire us to come out. Oh, that would know? be Hello, fun. paging Carolina <laughs> Country yeah. Music Fest. <laughs> but... Uh, so it was like that year I got to go see it and it's extremely well put together. I love that they have like the the kind of revival style tent too yes. where it's like singer-songwriters, yep. Channing and Rob and all those guys playing there, Davison Brothers and um, it's super well put together festival. And then it was Eric Church and Luke uh, like as headliners and I was just like, yep. like- Was that the same year that Ashley played? Yeah, she played. Okay, yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really remember- but I just was, remember the feeling of walking on stage after not playing any shows for however long and seeing all those people. And then I just looked at like the guys, the man, I was just like, fuck yes. Yeah. And we just had a uh, blast on stage. I bet. Yeah. That what was that also the is. night I got the highest I've ever gotten in my entire life. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Bus four or whatever. Yep. Bus yeah. four, dude. <laughs> God bless bus four. Amen. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to make you play some songs with Kurt. I mean, we're, we're doing this thing now. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the pod with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I love it. And um, thanks so much for always being down to help us put on great events and play Absolutely. for us. We appreciate you. I love you. it. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm a big Shelby Ray fan. 
Love Same. you guys. Do you want to say your socials? Was that a thing? Do we still do that on here? Yeah. Sure. On the internet. So everything is Shelby Ray music. Shelby like the Mustang, R-A-Y-E, period. Not period. I mean, but yeah. That's it. Full stop. <laughs> well, more music after, but yeah. <laughs> We're so happy to know you and so happy to have you in the Race Roddy family. Oh, I love you guys. Absolutely, you too. All right, I'm Nikki T. I'm Kurt Ozon. And we'll, we'll see, see you in the front, front row. row. <laughs> <laughs>